Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Beck Buchanan, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure, or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business backed by financial know-how so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation, whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present, and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. Hello and welcome to the Straight Up Small Business Podcast. I hope you're well and having a lovely roll up into the holiday period. My business life is frantic. It's business activity statement time and it's month end time and we've just had a staff member leave, which I'm crying a river about. So there are a lot of balls being juggled at the moment, but it's awesome too. I must remember that on those really hectic days that having a growing and full business is a blessing. I just need to remember to do my deep breathing exercises and have lots of walks around the block to decompress. Yeah. Anyway, I hope your end of year season is going splendidly and that you are scheduling some time off in over the Christmas period, if that works for you. Today's topic is cyber security, which has nothing to do with the holiday season at all, but it's quite topical at the moment as we see lots of cyber attacks happening to large corporations, at least being reported in the news. I think they've been happening the whole time. And I think when we hear about this a lot in the news, we think, oh my goodness, Optus, how did you lose customer information like that? Shame on you. Or how dodgy are you, Medibank? You should have had better protections in place against that data breach that just occurred. But we don't always realize how easy it would be for this same sort of cyber attack to happen in our own business and the enormity and implications of something like that happening. It's fair to say that losing customer data in any capacity would constitute a really bad day at the office. It could cripple your business depending on what industry you're in and what data you house. The fact is cyber attacks happen to many businesses every day. I actually doctor Googled a stat on this and apparently there are at least 30,000 websites hacked worldwide every day. Look, I don't know if that's reliable data and I didn't bother trying to find out, but I think we all know that these attacks happen a lot. And I think it's fair to say that we all take a few precautions against it happening to us, but then we forget about it and just hope for the best. Being in the accounting industry where I deal with private client data day to day, I have always taken cybersecurity really seriously, but I'm still learning and improving all the time as I learn of new risk points in my business or things that I hadn't considered previously. 
Now, I want to put a disclaimer in this episode that I am not a cyber expert. I'm far from it. I'm an accountant slash bookkeeper. And in this podcast episode, I just want to raise your awareness around cybersecurity being something you should be aware of and give consideration to. I'm not giving you a comprehensive cybersecurity lesson to be relied upon. I encourage you to do your own research on this topic and implement controls in your business that are bespoke and relevant for you. That said, today I'm going to step through number one, what cybersecurity is, number two, some suggestions on how to run a cybersecure business, and number three, what to do if you have a cyber incident. So let's start with what is cybersecurity? Well, this is the practice of defending computers, servers, mobile devices, electronic systems, networks, and data from malicious attacks. Cyber attacks are usually aimed at accessing, changing, or destroying sensitive information, extorting money from users, or interrupting normal business processes. A cyber attack can be someone taking over your social media accounts, an email phishing incident where you're asked to give sensitive data away, someone stealing private information from your computer, or someone corrupting the files on your computer. It can be a personal attack. It can be a nationwide attack. I can't possibly go into all the possible examples. I don't even know them. Safe to say there are lots. And if you don't use complicated passwords and you don't change your passwords regularly and you don't know if you have virus software protection and you don't update your computer software regularly, if you're sending private information across email, then chances are your business isn't optimized for cyber security. Now let's run through some suggestions on how to run a cyber secure business. I suggest you think about running a cybersecure business through the following six areas, or at least these are what I cover when I'm looking at my own business. Again, this isn't, you know, that I went to uni and learned about cybersecurity and I'm sharing with you. This is just things I've picked up along the way and I feel good about looking at my business through this lens. Number one is network security. This is the process of securing a computer network from intrusions. So think antivirus software that protects your computer by perceiving or spotting malicious files and viruses, or having a firewall that establishes a barrier between your internal network and incoming traffic from external sources like the internet in order to block malicious traffic like viruses and hackers. I used to install specific virus software on my computer, but I've since learned that Mac, being Apple Mac, provides top-line virus protection. And I believe that Windows does the same. The key is to keep your computer updated with the latest software, always, and be careful what you open or download so that you're not inviting dodgy things into your computer. Number two is application security, specifically cloud application security if you've got a cloud-based business, which a lot of us do. And this is the act of keeping your software and devices free of threats. The best way to do this is through complicated passwords that you refresh regularly, utilizing multi-factor authentication, such as the Google Authenticator app or phone codes. I know for Stripe, I've got this, where to log into Stripe, I get a code to my phone that I have to put in in order to access it. These are really effective mechanisms for limiting the risk of account compromise. It's like putting a deadbolt on the door of your computer to keep your data secure. 
zero have actually just made this compulsory. And it's so annoying every morning spending those extra few seconds logging into zero with the 2FA. But I'm so grateful for the security that it provides given the data and the amount of client data that I'm dealing with. Number three is information security. So this is the process of maintaining the integrity and privacy of data that you store and send. Be knowledgeable about the safety of the platform that you store data in, be it Microsoft 365 or Google Docs or Dropbox or Trello. Don't just take for granted that all will be okay. Make sure your Trello boards are private and that the system you're using is encrypted and safe. And don't send sensitive information over email because emails can be intercepted as they travel over the network. In our business, we stopped sending personal payroll data across email, for example, tax file declarations and super choice forms, which have lots of personal facts on them, and that would be really bad if they fell into the wrong hands. We now use a secure data collection system called CanU for obtaining payroll inputs, or for clients with a large payroll function, we recommend using Deputy or Tanda or some other payroll system like that to collect personal information from their staff rather than sending written forms across the email network. Also in our business, we use a system called Practice Protect. It's like LastPass, but on steroids, and it's specifically designed for accountants and bookkeepers to protect passwords. It means I have to worry about protecting client logins and passwords, but my team doesn't, as I can share the applications they need access to via Practice Protect without sharing the login information with them. And on this point, I would also say you should use devices that you can wipe remotely should they fall into the wrong hands. For example, if you lost your iPhone or left your laptop at the airport by accident, you would want to be able to wipe this and not be worried that someone's looking, you know, was able to hack into your laptop or your phone and look at your private information. Number four is operational security. This covers the processes and decisions for handling and protecting data assets, like the permissions users have within your business and the procedures that specify how and where data may be stored and shared. The key to success with operational security is identifying and understanding what your most sensitive business information is, where it's located, and how you can best protect it. I think with virtual teams and growing businesses, this is a big potential issue, as when our businesses grow, they can do so organically without us giving thought to putting procedures in place to protect data that once upon a time only we as the sole trader or sole person in the business had access to. And now as we grow, we're sharing data across a team, perhaps without guidelines about sharing that data and procedures on how to protect it. At Straight Up, we know where our most sensitive information is. We use Practice Protect to access it and safe encrypted cloud storage systems to house it. And staff only have access to systems and data that they need to have access to, and they are trained in how to handle and store information. There is no leaving things to chance and hoping for the best. Number five is disaster recovery and business continuity planning. This sets out how your business will respond to a cyber incident or any other event that causes loss of operations or data. Specifically, business continuity focuses on keeping business operational during a disaster, while disaster recovery focuses on restoring data access and IT infrastructure after a disaster. I'm going to hazard a guess and say a lot of small businesses don't have these plans in place. 
And I didn't either until the floods in my area in early 2022, where I lost connection to the internet and phone for five days. And to a lesser extent, when my laptop crashed a couple of years ago and I lost everything, making me go 100% on the cloud after that. I now have a plan and I encourage you, no matter how small your business is at this stage, to have a plan of sorts at least. A key to disaster recovery planning is reviewing your business insurance to make sure you have adequate coverage for the costs of remediating a disaster. Specifically, as we're talking about cyber attacks in this episode, you should have cyber insurance. Number six, which is last but not least, and that is end user education. And this means teaching your team about cybersecurity and how to act. You need to teach your team not to open a dodgy email or set a weak password or to work at a cafe using public Wi-Fi and that it's not okay to take their laptop to the pub on a Friday night. I recommend documenting this in an employee or virtual team handbook and getting your team to read and sign off on it when they start working with or in your business. All right, now let's go to what to do if you're attacked. Well, this should be documented in your disaster recovery plan, and it's going to be different depending on the type of attack that has occurred. For instance, someone hacking into your Instagram account is going to be remediated differently to a virus taking over your computer or someone stealing your passwords. If you have a comprehensive cyber insurance policy, then I recommend that you call your insurance company as soon as possible, as they will likely recommend and pay for a cyber specialist to help walk you through the process. But it's also worth knowing some overarching actions that should be taken if you face a cyber attack, such as identifying the threat. Is it just your business or is it happening you know, nationwide or to a lot of other businesses or people? Neutralizing the attack, which means disconnecting from the network and changing your passwords as soon as possible. Reviewing your system to consider the breadth of the attack and any other devices that may be impacted. Restoring your infrastructure, which means potentially wiping your devices and starting fresh and recovering your data and safely putting it back on your devices. So hopefully you've got a backup or it's in the cloud that you could do this with relative ease. And then lastly, reflecting and learning from the experience that you've had and shoring up your controls against any future incidents. Well, that brings me to the end of my very high level talk on cybersecurity. The main takeaway I want you to have if you made it to the end of this episode is that anybody who collects data or uses a computer with the internet is at risk of a cyber attack. And depending on the industry that you're in and the data that you collect, a cyber attack could have devastating implications for your business. If you haven't yet given thought to cybersecurity in your business, then I encourage you to do so. And lastly, I have a little favor to ask, and that is if you're enjoying the podcast and you find it valuable or useful in your business, would you mind please leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts? This will help other people to find the podcast and help them in their business too by hearing the useful information that I'm trying to impart every week on the Straight Up Small Business Podcast. Thank you so very much. I will catch you next week in what's going to be one of my last podcast episodes for this year. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. If you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is straight up underscore bookkeeping. 
And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, Bookkeeping It Real, and also my done for you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.